Hello and welcome to Wild Commuting. I'm your host, Priyanka Deo, and here is this week's episode. Modern Slavery, Human Trafficking in 2017 Human trafficking, defined by the United States Federal Bureau of Investigation, is a form of human slavery that includes forced labor, domestic servitude, and commercial sex trafficking. Human trafficking and involuntary servitude is now considered the third largest crime in the world. Meet Kiana Monroe, a California resident and a victim of human trafficking at 14 years old. When I got into my last year of middle school, I had joined a gang for acceptance because I was being bullied at the time. I had a friend who was in the gang and she it was someone that I was very close to, and she actually introduced me to the boyfriend that she had at that time. By the time I got into the ninth grade, I was exposed, and I was, I, I was being sold. The U.S. Justice Department estimates that up to 17,000 people are trafficked into the country every year. The 2016 Global Slavery Index estimates that close to 58,000 people are victims of human trafficking all over the world. Those being trafficked include young children, teenagers, men, and women, and can be domestic citizens or foreign nationals. People don't realize that it can happen very quickly and right in your own backyard. Over the last decade in particular, reports point to a trend in crime statistics which suggests that criminal organizations and American gangs now regularly participate in the trafficking of people. They normally exploit the vulnerable. Kiana who had experienced molestation and incest before the age of 10, was a prime target for pimps. The guys that go after the girls, they go for the girls with their head down, with their low self-esteem. As a survivor, I can spot a girl that when they say she's involved in trafficking, it's something I can tell by her body language, her movement, the way she speaks, the mentality of being 14 years old and having somebody, having an adult, come to you and manipulate you and offer you things and buy you things and, and, and tell you I care for you and I love you, especially to someone, especially to a young girl that doesn't really understand. I was so used to sexual abuse. It, I, I was so used to it. And, and I actually told a friend of mine about it that I've experienced that plenty of times, but I had an issue of wanting not to say no because I was so used to being taken advantage of. And also, I was used to nobody coming to my aid. Criminal organizations want to profit from the sale of human beings, in particular women and girls. Commercial sex rings can be domestic and even international, transporting victims through cross-border channels. I did experience something where one of the girls, very young, very, very, very beautiful, she said that she was going to tell and that she was going to she wanted to check herself into a foster care. I remember getting in, in, in the car and going down to the city of Long Beach, down where the port is. And all I remember is that one of the girls said they're going to put her in a, in a crate and, and ship her. I, at that time, I had no idea what that, what that meant. But I didn't see her again. She got dropped off, and she went in another car with some other guys. And then we went and we left, and she stayed at the port. I'm not certain, but at, at a port, people put crates on boats and ships all the time and send it overseas. I'm, I'm, my assumption is that she was put in a crate with cargo and other things and was sent to another country. 
which happens all the time. People who are trafficked find it hard to get help because they are already emotionally damaged and in a way brainwashed. It just became habit because, again, by that time, I was already accustomed to it. And I was ashamed. And I also, I felt like I didn't want to get my friend in trouble because if I did say something, if I got in trouble for it, she could get in trouble for it as well or she could not be my friend anymore. According to the U.S. State Department, close to 9,000 humans were trafficked into the Western Hemisphere in 2016. That figure does not include those who were trafficked internationally. Some of the girls are so young and some of the boys are so young that they simply do not know where to go or who to turn to for help. How I got out of it was I met a boy, I actually met my son's father, and he was the first person that I liked and didn't push up on me in a sexual way. At that time, I was 16. Getting help at an early stage is critical through police or through national organizations. This can be easier said than done, but it is possible. I shared it with teachers that I felt like I could trust and talk to. And these were teachers that were not necessarily at my school, but they were at a church. It was like an agape church, and they helped me. Kiana now resides in Los Angeles with her son. She is an author of two children's books and is currently the CEO and executive director of PrettyToMe.org, a nonprofit organization that teaches women and young girls empowerment and how to love themselves through workshops. She responds to all of her girls via email. I have plenty of girls that write to me from all over the world, and I respond in video as much as I can. I'll kind of get an idea and, and grab a, a bulk of the, the questions and see what's the most popular and answer them as best as I can. You can find them on the website at www.prettytome.org slash video. After what she has been through, there is one important message that Kiana Monroe wishes to relay to victims of any emotional or physical abuse. You are not by yourself. I was kept to live in a box and not get out of it. And it's just saving grace. I had the opportunity to see outside of that box and want what was on the other side. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Many thanks to Kiana Monroe for sharing her story. Be sure to like, share, and tune in for next week's episode. Until then, on behalf of the Wild Commuting Production Team, this is Priyanka Deo, signing off.